I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. And now, broadcasting live, it's time for the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Your place for motivation, inspiration, and education. Each week, our host, Christopher Rausch, and his guest shares what it takes for you to have an unstoppable attitude for your personal and professional success. And now, for your host, Mr. Kick-Ass himself. It's That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to live while I'm alive. That is Bon Jovi. It's my life. One of my favorite songs, and absolutely the uh, the lead-in music for the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Where you are here tonight, we're broadcasting live from sunny Southern California, and uh, you're at your place for motivation, inspiration, and education. Of course, I'm your host, Christopher Rausch, bringing you what could be the last kick-ass radio show in this particular format. So if you're a long-time listener, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. Uh, if you're a brand-new listener, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, we're here every week on Monday night, 6 p.m., to bring you what it takes to have an unstoppable attitude for personal and professional success. And what that means is we have a guest here every single week who comes on here, and they share five kick-ass tips that you can begin using immediately in your life. And that, again, is for your personal and professional success. So when you think about that, Five tips. And we've been on the air for about two and a half years. We're on show number 129. So when you think about 128 episodes times five tips, uh, just for shits and giggles, let's just do that. So 128 episodes times five tips, 640 tips, ladies and gentlemen. So if you've been a long-time listener from, of the Kick-Ass Radio Show, and I know there's a lot of you out there, um, you guys have written me and said thank you so much for, for the show and for what we bring to you. Uh, that's a lot of tips, you know, and, and that's pretty amazing shit. We've had some incredible, incredible guests here, you know, New York Times bestselling authors, actors, actresses, uh, Academy Award nominee, um, writers, music. I mean, just amazing uh, people with just kick-ass stories and ways they've overcome, you know, crappy situations to become super kick-ass people. And that's what this show is all about. And uh, I've had some emails, people asking me, you know, hey, why are you, uh, why are you coming to an end? You know, I really like listening to it. Um, you know, it just, you just gotta. Everything is is got timing in life, and um, you know, I've been doing it for a long, long time, and I and I've had a blast doing it. So, uh, not to say that the Kickass Radio Show won't still be around, but perhaps. Uh, it'll be a podcast. Perhaps it's going to be a little bit uh, shorter in duration. I've got a lot of people that say, you know, hey, Chris, it's an hour. Um, you know, it's a little bit too long for me. But, you know, just gotta, you got to play with stuff and, and have fun with it. Um, so, you know, if you're interested in going back and listening to those previous shows, uh, some people get confused because this is actually is a live radio show. Uh, if you want to go back and listen to the shows, they actually go to podcast uh, about an hour or so after, uh, after we're live. So if you want to go check out those shows, just go over to my website. It's ChristopherRausch.com, R-A-U-S-C-H, ChristopherRausch.com. Head over to the radio show tab. Halfway down, there's a link to iTunes. You can go check them out. You can subscribe to the uh, to the podcast there. 
And of course, if you're if you're anti iTunes, uh, which I know some of you are, just go over to uh, www.thekickassradioshow.com, and you can of course listen to all the shows right there. Uh, there might be what I'm thinking about doing, honestly, is I'm thinking about doing a podcast still through this Blog Talk uh, provider, so that I can continue uploading those shows to the same feed that you know I've got a bunch of listeners already over there doing that. So. Uh, Go check that out. Uh, you know, again, ChristopherRausch.com. You can check that out. If you want to call in and, uh, and talk with either me or my guest tonight, the number for you is 646-378-1582. Again, that's 646-378-1582. Uh, if you want to give us a call and uh, and just and with that, you know, thinking about that, just if you're not driving, listening on your mobile device, I really encourage you to get pen and paper out. And take notes because that is truly what kick-ass people do to learn and to take their success to the next level. If you just listen to this and you think, oh, that's a great tip. I'll remember that tomorrow. Chances are you probably won't. There's a lot of stuff going on in life these days. Our attention spans like seven seconds, uh, I heard recently. Uh, <laughs> so just think about that. You know, Take notes. Uh, take action on those notes. It's huge. It's super, super huge. But if you are driving and listening on your mobile device, do not take notes uh, unless you want to pull over. So uh, you can always, like I said, you can always go back and check out the show uh, on podcast and take those notes because I actually listen to my own show the next day. Like tomorrow morning at 4.30 in the morning on my way to work, I will be listening to this show. And then I actually take notes, but I actually use a digital recorder, but that's another story. Anyways, <laughs> and speaking of guests, holy crap, last week we had Shannon Legassi. Uh, she was on here. Shannon, uh, if you got a chance to listen to the show, super, super cool girl. Um, she went through a, a bunch of stuff in life, you know, had some uh, eating disorder issues, bulimia, uh, anorexia, a lot of different stuff. Um, so she just came on here. And what I love about Shannon uh, is her authenticity. She's super, super just here I am. If you like me, cool. If you don't, no big deal. You know, the same way I am. And the, the thing is that she's only, I think she's 22 uh, and she's just she's got a brain and a soul that's like you know so much older than that. So it's super cool. And uh, we just talked about obviously you know what causes uh, what are eating disorders in general, how to understand if you know somebody who's going through them, so that you can you know seek first to understand, then to be understood. Uh, and so she gave us some great information about that and what kind of uh, started her on the path of getting healthy and what that balance really means to her now. But we also talked a lot about just being you, and that's what the show is all about. You know, love me or hate me. Um, I really don't think I have anybody that hates me. Uh, I'm a pretty likable guy, but you know, if you're for me, if you, if I'm for you, then that's cool. You know, but just at the end of the day, you got to be who you are. You know, we spend so much time being something we're not to make people like us for somebody who we're not. You know, at the end of the day, to go home and then try to figure out who we are. Uh, which is pretty ridiculous. So, you know, that's what we talk about here on the Kick-Ass Radio Show. In case you are a first-time listener, we talk about being the best you that you could possibly be. You know, what more do you want? I just saw, what was it? just reminded me. Um, uh, oh, a guy with, uh, a guy with cancer. Uh, it was something that was on Facebook. A guy with cancer posted uh, his final blog before he passed away, and basically he talked about, you know, all the fame and all the notoriety and all the, you know, proving we're working hard and all other crap, he said, is not worth it. He said, it's absolutely not worth it. He goes, we sit there and try to prove to everybody how great we are because of all the things we're doing. But at the end of the day, it's about the experiences in our life and the relationships that we make. Uh, and that's, that's, gonna, that's, be, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about tonight with my guests. We're going to talk about relationship marketing in a social media world. 
my guest tonight is uh, I actually didn't verify how to say his last name. Brian Basilico, I'm hoping Basilico. Uh, Brian Basilico is uh, he's a corporate marketing trainer and an adjunct professor. And Brian brings with him over 35 years of marketing experience to his award-winning internet marketing company, B2B Interactive Marketing Inc. Brian is a syndicated blogger, podcaster, and a sought-after guest expert featured in Entrepreneur and Inc. magazine, articles, radio shows, and podcasts. And tonight, Mr. Brian is here on the Kick-Ass Radio Show. So without any further hesitation, Mr. Brian, are you here with us tonight? I am here with you, dude. And by the way, you kicked ass on my name. You nailed it. I did. <laughs> you I nailed it. You. Oh, awesome. Can you hear awesome. me? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it was just like my uh, my monitor, my my in uh, my headphone monitors are kind of acting up tonight. Um, well, good, good. I'm glad because I really try to take respect and, and uh, to be able to say people's last names. Obviously, I have a last name that's Roush, and I get all sorts of different people and different variations of that. So, how you doing, Brian? I'm doing great, man. Hey, my name has been butchered so many times. The best one I ever got is when I owned my recording studio years ago, and I was getting emailed to Brain Bajillacell. Um, so believe me, I understand. <laughs> brain bacillus. Wow, that's I can't even. Well, I can't, brain bacillus cell. Yeah, that was like not even close. But the the coolest thing about my name is if if you look at it in Italian, because I'm Italian, there's two things that you can equate or equate it to. Number one is it's a basilica with an O. So like I'm semi-holy, but I'm not even close. Um, but the second <laughs> one is. My actual translation for basilico is basil in Italian, so you can call me Herb. So you got that down, man. <laughs> I can call you Herb. Well, you can call me Herb because I live in Southern California. Oh! There you go. <laughs> bada bing! <laughs> bada bing, bada bang. All right, well, welcome to the Kick-Ass Radio Show, Brian. And uh, I gave everybody the textbook introduction of you, but what I would like for you to do in your own words is just share with us who you are, what you're about, what your story's been, and what makes you a kick-ass dude. Oh, dude, there's a lot. Um, so let me give you um, let me give you my journey in business. Okay, so I'm going to okay. do the business side of things. Um, so I started out literally as a musician as a little, little kid. At two years old, I was strumming a broomstick, you know, swinging my hips like Elvis. And that was the thing that really, you know, everybody talked about but then as i grew up and became a um a teenager we actually moved to west point military academy and uh my dad worked for new york telephone he was living we were living in new jersey and we moved up there and i wanted to learn guitar the first guitar teacher i ever had was a sergeant at west point so it was like g chord go you know a chord go <laughs> you know it was like one of those kind of things <laughs> that's how i learned to play music um, but then as I, you know, we ended up getting transferred to Illinois where I live now. And, uh, my dad helped me build a recording studio in the basement. So I had all this recording gear. So I built this recording studio and started recording bands and it was really cool. It was like the first business I ever had. I think I started at like 15 or 16 years old at 18. It really turned into a full-time business. Then uh, I went to DeVry and got an education in electronics because if I could not be a rock star, which is what I wanted to be, I was going to fix amps on tours for bands. That was the goal. So, you know, I learned how to do all the electronic stuff and fix that. That never worked out, but then I ended up getting a job where my dad worked at AT&T working in video production. I, I rewired their studio moving from one place to another place, and... 
after rewiring all of their stuff, my boss walks up to me one day and says, how much is your house worth? And I said, uh, $40,000 at the time. It was a townhouse. And I said, okay, you know, cool. He says, okay, I'm putting a camera on your shoulder that is worth twice your house. Don't drop it. So you can imagine <laughs> what the video looked like the first time I had that on my shoulder. It was like, holy crap. You know, so it was really, really bad. But I got good at it after years. And then I finally was promoted to an editor and then a producer and started shooting and, and did some award-winning videos for AT&T, left that company, started a recording studio on my own, which was a commercial recording studio, five employees, half million dollars worth of business, quarter of a million dollars worth of gear. We did jingles, every single Avon lady cassette in the United States, um, just anything you could possibly imagine. I mean, TV shows, radio commercials, worked with a whole bunch of celebs, then sold that company to a multimedia production company and worked with them for a number of years doing CD-ROM development, websites, Flash, you know, anything you can imagine online when, you know, we were in the Internet before the Internet was the Internet. Left them to go work for Arthur Anderson, which everybody knows what happened with that, you know, over the edge. Um, the funny thing is the neighborhood I live in right now, my next-door neighbor worked for Enron, um, <laughs> left that wow. company and went to work for a ad agency in Chicago doing online marketing, primarily selling banner ads because that was the only thing that was there. There was no Google ads and things like that, and learned Internet marketing and then left that company and then started my company 15 years ago doing Internet marketing. And the funny thing about all of this stuff is everything that I learned from being a 15 or 18-year-old in the basement of my dad's home still transcends today. It's all about people. It's all about relationships. And that is the most important thing that I think people need to understand is I don't care what kind of technology you put in front of people. It boils down to people. Right? Right. I, I honestly, Brian, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and just a side note before we get we delve into that, you and I have something in common because when I was younger, I I mean, I, you probably see me on Facebook. I love music. I have tattoos and music. Mm -hmm. I'm like a huge music guy. Wanted to be a rock star, but I have zero, well, not zero talent. I don't have as much talent to be successful, but it's funny. Yeah, I wanted to be a rock star too. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'm still a rock star. I mean, I play guitar at church. You know, I've played in a two-man acoustic band for 15 years. That's kind of ended. But, you know, rock star is a relative term. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's something that, you know, if you get up in front of people and you give them something of value, then you're a rock star. I mean, that's yep. really all it, all it boils down to. It's like it can be a crowd of 10 or crowds of thousands, you know. Just if you give them what they want, you're a rock star. Yep. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. That's a, when I got into speaking, I was like, wait a minute. Okay, now I'm still going to impact people with my words, my emotions, and my thoughts, but I'm not going to hold a guitar. Mm -hmm. I'm going to hold a microphone, and I'm going to go up there and do it. And um, yeah, yeah, rock stars a state of mind. That's what I tell people. But um, so we're talking about relationship marketing, and I just got to go straight to bacon. I don't know why I'm just craving bacon. I'm smelling <laughs> bacon. I'm hearing bacon sizzle. Uh, talk to us about your branding and, and the bacon podcast. Yeah, well, the the whole bacon thing. Let's let's go back to, you know, trying to build yourself up and figure out what you want to do. And you talked about speaking. You know, it's like the cool thing about standing in front of a thousand people playing guitar and standing in front of a thousand people speaking. It's no different. 
You know, it really isn't. So that's one thing that I've been blessed with is by being on stage all my life, I have no problem standing in front of people talking. So the whole bacon thing happened like this. I started writing the book, and it's a book called It's Not About You, It's About Bacon, Relationship Marketing in a Social Media World. And when I first started writing the book, I was actually writing a how-to book on social media, how to do social media, because you know, that's the hot topic, you know, let's write a book, let's make yourself, you know, a little bit more prominent in the world and things like that. Six months into the book, I went back and started reading things and everything I wrote was obsolete. And I go, okay, this sucks, ain't going to work. So let's figure out a way to do this better. So what I did is I started writing a book that was more of a why-to book. Why do you want to do this? And the relationship marketing was incredibly important. It was about how do we build authentic relationships that make sense, that help us grow ourselves, grow our business, give back to the community, whatever it is that you want to do, it doesn't matter. So I started writing this book. And, you know, really it was a, a culmination of a bunch of blog posts that I did and then really massaged it. And it was a it was a journey because I mean I hired professional developers to do the cover, to do the editing, to do the indexing. I mean, all the things that you need inside of a book, it's it's a self-published book. So the bacon thing started like this as I was in the process. It was given a speech in L.A., out by you, and it was for the Craft and Hobby Association with a couple of my friends, George N. Bender, Rich Kaiser, who actually are people that were my friends when I owned my recording studio, my commercial one. They used to work for Ben Franklin Crafts in their marketing department. We've kept that relationship alive for years, and we're still friends, and we still do stuff together. So they invited me out to L.A. to go speak on social media. So I'm standing out in front of this crowd of like 250 people. Georgianne says to me, she goes, okay, dude, I'm going on Twitter, and I'm going to say, giving a speech at CHA L.A., 2012 hashtag bacon CHA is craft and hobby association and then she puts hashtag bacon after it and she says after eh, you know the time we're done I'm going to have 10 new followers we finish the finish the speech and then she pulls out her phone and looks at it and she was completely wrong she had 20 new followers I'm going whoa what's with the bacon <laughs> I didn't get it you know it was something that was completely you know obscure to me. So what I started doing is I network a lot. I go to a lot of local networking meetings and, you know, give a lot of speeches in Chicago and do that kind of stuff. And so I started taking pictures of bacon at these meetings. They're primarily breakfast meetings. So I take pictures of bacon and my friends on Facebook started saying, dude, do you have a prepaid plan with your cardiologist? Because you're going to die. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's like they're thinking I'm eating all this bacon. And what they didn't realize is that when I go to these networking meetings, I eat oatmeal. Um, mm-hmm. It was OPB. It was other people's bacon. and But it just started to explode. People started posting all of these pictures of bacon on my wall. And, you know, Thanksgiving comes around, and I get, like, at least 50 to 100 pictures of a turkey wrapped in bacon. So – it really started to, you know, kind of drill into my brain that, like, this was something that people were recognizing, and it was a brand that resonated with people. So I ran with it. 
And then one day I'm out uh, meeting a client at a coffee shop, and I, you know, I showed her, you know, my book, and I said, okay, here I'm working on this book. It's called "It's Not About You: Relationship Marketing in a Social Media World." And she looked at me and she goes, "No, no, dude, it's not about you. It's about bacon." And I went, "Holy crap!" And it just <laughs> it all connected. And from there, I mean, I got the book cover done, and you know, started marketing to the book cover. And then wrote this thing, and it's been you know a whirlwind since. But the whole thing about the bacon is how do you create a brand that people remember? That's it. It's how do you mm-hmm. do something that people are going to remember you by? Yours is kick-ass, mine is bacon. It's no different. Yep. Yeah, that, that, that's so true because now when I think about bacon, I think about you – and that's 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 the key in business is, is is being known for something like that. I tell I have people tell me that it's either kick ass or a bandana or the, like the the heavy metal sign I make with my hand. Like oh yeah, they'll send people send me pictures of it. Like oh yeah, here's a here's a birthday symbol that's a heavy metal hand symbol and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. So when you get people knowing you for that, that's that's a really cool thing. I mean your brand's working. So um, you're de- you're definitely uh, you're definitely in there with the bacon. Um, Unless now, now let me ask you this: Have you ever had anybody who is, say, uh, was it vegetarian? Um, have you had anybody oh, yeah. sit there get pissed <laughs> off at you, like, "Oh, why are you promoting bacon?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no offense to all of my friends, and I have a lot of them. There's Jews, there's Muslims, there's vegetarians. I mean, all three of them. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't like bacon, but they get it. You know, they most of my friends understand the brand. But and this is a true story is I just got done giving a speech and a wadi uh, or excuse me a lady walks up to me and she says I am totally offended by your book and I just looked her straight in the eye and I said ma'am I understand that but do you realize that millions of vegetables are killed every single day for salads can we please stop that madness also <laughs> and she just walked away <laughs> <laughs> you know, awesome. it's like, come on, if you don't get it, you don't get it. You know, it's like, I'm not trying to, you know, don't tell me what to think. I won't tell you what to think. It's, you know, it's branding. It's fun. It's just have fun with it, you know. So, yeah, no, that's, that's happened more than you can imagine. Wow, that's that's um, that's cool. It's, and it's so true. I mean, what you're saying right now, Brian, is is, is the fact that whatever we do in life is not going to be for everybody. I think I was saying that earlier. Um, you know, we just got to be the best people that we can possibly be. But when when we're talking about social media, um, you know, how important is it for we're talking about connecting as far as businesses go, and how important is it for us to try to play the middle on a lot of stuff versus you know. Um, being uh, being more authentic and being ourselves. Because I had people telling me, when I used to be a suit-and-tie speaker, when I decided to do the kick-ass thing, I had quite a few serious mentors in my life saying, hey, Chris, you know, you're going to offend a lot of people with, you know, you know, profanity and, you know, not being, not fitting in the mold of what a professional speaker is. And I said, you know what, that's fine because I'm not here to impress the entire world. I'm here to connect with people who are going to appreciate me. You know, do you find that in your situation? I mean, obviously you you, you probably can't swing a dead cat without, I feel bad for the cat. No, you can't swing a, yeah. a dead idiot. <laughs> Um, can't swing a dead idiot without somebody talking about social media, social media marketing and strategy. Um, what sets you apart from, from your competitors in this, in this space? Well, you know, let's, let's take it a little different way. Um, first and foremost, I'm going to give you two words that describe not necessarily you, but the genre that you use is Gary Vaynerchuk. All oh, right. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen Gary, but oh, love him. Gary love is him. going to, he's going to drop F-bombs down your throat. 
And you know what? If that offends you, don't listen to them. But if you want to hear a genius talk, you got to listen to him. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's his brand, that's your brand, and that's the thing. You're going to you're going to make some people crazy and you're going to resonate with others. So, the key thing is you have to pick and choose your battle. That's the most important thing is you have to define what your brand is, who you are, and who you want to communicate with. Um, dropping F-bombs is not in my genre. It just isn't something that I do. And that's okay. You know, I mean, I drop it in private, but I'm not going to drop it in public. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it, it really depends on who your audience is and what they want. And, you know, you've really got to understand, I think this is the biggest key about social media and anything with marketing is who are you talking to? If you're talking to people that just don't care, then you do whatever you want, you know, but give them great content. If you talk to people that do care, because, I mean, and, and this is kind of like a sideline thing, and I'm not trying to build it up or say anything, you know, positive or negative about it, but I mean, I play guitar church, okay? If I start dropping F-bombs on my Facebook links, on my Twitter links and all this other stuff, you know, the people who see me all the time are going to go, blasphemer. <laughs> you know, it's they're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna appreciate the fact that I can go and play guitar at church and sing and praise and do all this other stuff, and then all of a sudden drop an f bombs. I'm, I'm not trying to say I'm trying to be holier than now. It's just I understand the middle ground. Um, one of the things that I say all the time is, you know, you have to be true to your audience, but you also have to understand that when you talk politics or religion in any way, shape, or form. You know, in a very strong way on social media or any kind of platform, you're going to piss off 50% of your audience. You know, and like we just talked about with the whole Muslims and Jewish and vegetarians. I mean, it's like bacon's going to piss them off, you know, and, and that's okay. You know, as long as they understand the core of who you are. So if you can deliver the message of the core of who you are without pushing that envelope, then you're in a really great space. So the key becomes is who are you talking to, what is their tolerance level, and how far can you push the envelope before you start pushing them away? Make sense? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And if you guys are just joining us, we're on the Kick-Ass Radio Show with my guest tonight, Brian Basilico, and we're talking about social media marketing. We're talking about bacon. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about all sorts of stuff. And that was actually one of your kick-ass tips, right? Yes, that is yeah. one of my kick-ass tips. Is and you know. You know realize no matter what you talk about, you know, I don't care if you're light, heavy, strong, whatever it is, you're going to alienate some people. Pick your line, stick with it, and make sure that you're very clear about it. And give people the opportunity to comment back without getting agitated. That's really it. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, it's very it's very true how you say that, Brian, because I when I um, – you know, came out doing the kick-ass thing, and I had people, I, for a while, this is so funny, talk about, you know, keeping things separate. I had one Facebook personal page for Clean Chris, and then, you know, Super mm-hmm. Pie Chris, and then I had another <laughs> Facebook personal page for uh, Dirty Chris. And so mm-hmm. I was doing some test marketing. I thought, okay, I'm just going to be who I totally, totally am on this page, and then I'm going to cater to who I think my audience is on this page, and after a while, it got so frustrating, and I was sitting there doing the soul-searching thing, and I'm like, you know, Chris, 
I, I, I came off stage at a, at a speaker event where there was just all of us were getting up there and wearing the same suit and the same shoes and the same red tie. And I just came off there. I'm like, I'm not this guy. I'm, I'm a rocker. I'm a biker. I'm, a, I'm just a jeans and t-shirt kind of guy, you know. I mean, I talked to, uh, I talked to a guy. Uh, who was the vice president of, of a very large organization. And he says, you know, if I got to see, he didn't know I was a speaker uh, at this event. And he goes, you know, if I got to see one or more of these guys get up there and say the same shit, he goes, I'm going to stab myself in the eye. And I was like, <laughs> hmm. I said, okay, I want to watch that because I've never seen that happen before. Number one. <laughs> number two. It's on I YouTube. Said, trust me. It's on YouTube. Yeah, you can find I know. It. Oh, geez. Uh, don't get me started about YouTube. There's some funny shit on there. Um, but I said, I said, what would you say if a guy walked out on stage in just jeans and a T-shirt and just spoke from the heart and and, and connected with you um, on a really authentic level and moved you to make to take action in your life? What would you say to that? And he goes, you know, I would find that so refreshing. And I was in I was in a mastermind group and I showed up at my mastermind. And I said, hey, I'm going to do this thing called the Blue Collar Guide to Life. Everything is like a Kick-Ass Guide to Life. Or I've got the Heavy Metal Guide mm-hmm. to Life. I've got all these different things because. I wanted to. I want to speak to the blue collar community. I want to speak to the backbone of the United States. You know, the people that mm-hmm. the speakers aren't going out to see. And I have a, a like again a very a few really serious uh, advisors, and they thought it was great. They said, you know, that's really cool. That's your niche, Chris. And my friend Larry right. Broughton told me he goes, he goes, a niche will get you rich. And I never looked right. back. And I just said, you know, I'm just going to be this. And I had people, you know, saying, hey, Chris, when I when I when I ditched the dirty Chris, uh, sounds like a Playboy channel, dirty Chris coming out. The, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just and I just I just kept it because I had most of my friends on on the clean Chris side. And I just came out and I said, hey, guys, listen, you, you might see me, you know, talk in a different way. And if it's not for you, I completely understand if you have to block me or unfriend me. But just know that it's the same person. And it's just because it's out of passion and it's not because, you know, I'm trying to be uh, be an asshole or anything like that. And a lot of them actually, uh, even my ex-mother-in-law, who I'm still, you know, I still call her mom. She was, mm-hmm. she's like, she was like, I really don't like some of your posts, but I just, I love your passion and your enthusiasm, so I tolerate it. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, thanks, I appreciate that. But you know, like you said with Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary and um, before uh, Frank Kern, before Frank got all cleaned up and polished. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was researching, I went on. To, I went on. I came back from this uh, from this mastermind session. And I just typed in professional speakers who use profanity because I was just like, okay, is there mm-hmm. anybody else out there already doing this? Is it stupid? You know, just let me just see what Google has because I love to research stuff. And both of those guys came up in my YouTube search, and I have the attention span of a gnat. I have ADD on crack. It's it's ridiculous. But Frank, I'm with you, brother. Hey, Frank Kern has a, has a video on there before he got all neat and clean, which a lot of people don't know. What he, he looked, he used to like a surfer bum. Uh, he kept my attention for an hour. I think it was an hour and twenty minutes. And he comes out on stage. He's at a sales convention, and he says, "Listen, guys, I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm just here to you know give you some practical tips that you can use." And he's just speaking from the heart. He's dropping whatever he wants to do. He's just you looking like a, a surfer bum. And about forty five, fifty minutes into the thing, he says, "You know, so." If I could put this all together for you and put it in a program, how many of you guys by just stand up, would you be interested in getting this program? And like 60, 70% of the people stand up. And he goes, okay, well, you can sit down because I told you I'm not going to sell you anything. I didn't come here to sell anything, but it's just interesting how, you know, just me, by me being me, you guys connected with me. And it was just like, it was like super cool. And then the same thing with Gary Vaynerchuk. He, uh, he spoke at South by Southwest and I was like, Holy crap! That guy's speaking from the heart, and he's not like reading it from a teleprompter, and and he's got he's got so much passion, and 
and uh yeah so i just i just never look back but i think that's just i think that's uh i think that's important in in this day and age you know as far as everybody trying to be copycat whatever's but um that's why i love the bacon thing i mean it's like okay it stands out it's different i i keep thinking about sizzling in my in my brain so i don't know do you have that well, anywhere thank in the you. Oh God, yeah. I mean, sizzling is in everything. It's in the podcast. It's you know anything I can possibly do. But back to your point. I mean, here here lies the thing that I think is the most important is authenticity. Authenticity is something that I think everybody is looking for. Everybody is striving for. And you know, it's not something that you just automatically. It's not like a gene. You know, it's something that I think all of us have to figure out because we've all been around these speakers that talk the talk but don't walk the walk. You know, Bingo. it's and you know the biggest thing for me, and, and and this goes back to, and I'm not trying to bring it back to anything other than people that I know, like and trust. And we're going to talk about know, like and trust before we're done here. I mean, I know we're like digging in deep, dude. Um, but you know, the thing that I always say is. Every mentor needs a mentor. Every coach needs a coach. Every doctor needs a doctor. We're all human beings. I don't care how you slice and dice it. Some way, somehow, you're going to find it. One of my mentors is a guy named Al Ritter. He wrote a book called The 100-0 Principle. And The 100-0 Principle is a very, very simple, short book. It's published by Simple Truths. Uh, which is a company out of Chicago. And, and the book, I could sum it up in a very, very simple way. Give 100% of yourself, 100% of your time, expect nothing in return, and watch what happens. And what happens to a lot of us and a lot of people in business is we get so full of ourselves that we forget that we're there to serve other people. Mm-hmm. And if you serve other people in a way that is authentic and figure out what that authentic means and you give them great value, you don't have to do anything else. I mean, there's there's nothing else you have to do because you're going to give such great value that that will come back and pay you back. You want to talk karma, you want to talk whatever you want, but those things are incredibly important. So authenticity is huge in business. Now, we get to the know, like, and trust thing. When we talk know, like, and trust, and you've heard it a million times, duct tape mar- marketing, everything else, it is exactly what it is. Know, like, and trust. But let's talk about the know portion, Okay. I don't know you. I don't know you from Adam. I've never met you face-to-face. I don't know anything else. But there happens to be a couple of people here in, in Deb and John that, you know, have talked about you, and it's like one way we connected on Facebook. And because of people that I know, I got to know you. All right? I got to like you because of Ozzy. I mean, you've got a dog. You've got a <laughs> kick-ass dog. I've got a kick-ass dog. We have a connection. All right? That's something that you you love your dog, I love my dog, and that's where the like portion happens is where you get to know somebody on a personal level where you start mm-hmm. to build a relationship. Trust happens because we've connected up and you said, dude, come on my radio show. That to me is an absolute win. So no happen from somebody that I've never met you, but it's somebody that I know locally the trust thing happened because of the like of the dog and the other things that we've done online. That's the process of all of this stuff. And that, to me, is the ultimate authenticity. And that's where social media gets a bad rap because a lot of people are still using this crap as, I can't use the yellow pages, so let me sell my crap on Facebook or LinkedIn mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. 
You know, so that's that's the key is like, you know, building relationships and relationship marketing in a social media world is so freaking important. And you standing up on stage and being yourself in jeans and a T-shirt and, you know, cursing like a sailor or doing whatever the heck you're doing to get people to understand the message is all that matters. That, to me, is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. It's you know, it's so true. I mean, it's like you said at the at the, at the top of the hour, we're, we're talking about you know relationships. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. I was telling. I mean, I was uh, I used to coach. I used to speak and coach about uh, Gen Ys and getting them into the marketplace and generational leadership mm-hmm. and all this different stuff. And these these kids, you know, are growing up in a digital world where they're just text messaging and IMing and and tweeting and all this other stuff that their their social skills, their in person social skills suck. And uh, you know, yeah. it's just, I tell people it's just about it's about these relationships. And and I learned a lesson. I did when I first got into doing the kick ass speaking. I you know I was belonged to a mastermind, and they're like, okay, you got to do live events. You got to do live events. And I was like, okay, I got to do live events. I got to do an event. So I did an event. Uh, what was it? October 2013. Uh, called it the Kickass Boot Camp and everything. And I had you know pretty good success. I had like 25 people there. It was a great day. Had lunch and 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 it was a blast. A lot of them were were people I know uh, personally, you know, through different groups. And I thought it was awesome. And so I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And I went out, got banners made, and you know, a step and repeat banner and all this other stuff. And I went to go do it again. Uh, the fall six months later. And I had one ticket sale and I had, I had done all the textbook stuff, you know, I, okay, like here's, mm-hmm. here's the, all the value and all the, the, the webinars, free stuff, you know, all the buildup, all the stuff that Callan Rush teaches and everything. And I still only had one ticket sale and I was just like, wow, what the hell happened? And so then I was like, I reached out to people and said, okay, listen, I'm just going to do the event. I mean, at the at the core of what I do is because I love to help people. I mean, I have a full-time day job. I make great money. You know, I love to love help people. And so I said, okay, let me just start giving tickets away. Let me give it. I have a friend who's a, a, a veteran, a Um I said, let me give you five tickets to give to any veterans that you think that would be, benefit from this day of this, you know, attitude changing workshop. And he couldn't give them away. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? And so mm-hmm. I met up with one of my one of my dear mentors again, and I said, "Okay, I need you because a lot of people. This, I mean, we're we're going to talk about another one of your tips about trust, but you know, I need people to tell me how it is, not say how great I am right. and oh, I love you, Christopher. And I mean, I love the people to say, Chris, here's the ten things you're doing wrong because that means they truly truly right. care. And I sat down with this guy, and he says, Chris, you're not big enough yet to do events. You're you have yeah, you have Facebook friends and all this, but you need rabid fans you need rabid fans and he goes in order to get that if you if you know larry wing it he goes you have to have rabid haters so what is your thought mm-hmm. on that ryan because you know he's sitting there saying because i'm trying to be nice to everybody and make everybody happy and he says quit doing that just be who you are and you're going to get rabid fans which i now have but what's what's your take on that no and, and i love that and you know i had the exact same thing happen today i was set up to do a webinar for somebody and their expectations, you bring uh, 100 people into the webinar. And I marketed my ass off. <laughs> I mean, I bought Facebook ads. I did a video. I emailed like three times. I put it up on social media and all these other things. And they just did not show up. And I could not get 100 people to show up to this thing online. And the reason is, and I know exactly the reason, is because they know the game. They understand that, you know, when they show up to this thing, they're going to get sold something. 
And yep. they're, you know, what they don't want to go listen to somebody else speak. They want to listen to me speak. When I get up and speak, I, I you get a much better um, response. But it's also people that know, like, and trust me. You know, so I'm trying to pull in people from all these different places, trying to get them in to say, hey, like, know, like, and trust me through these ads, through these posts, through all this stuff. And it didn't work. And you know what? I was hurt. I was absolutely hurt by the thing. But then when I sat down and thought about it, you know, it's like, that's not exactly what I need to be doing. This is not my audience. This is, you know, mm. I hate to say it this way, but it's not my monkey, not my circus. You know, I'm trying to do a <laughs> webinar for somebody else, and it's like, you know, that wasn't the key. So what you're saying is what you need to do, and, and this goes back to the core of understanding your your market, your fans, your tribe. You can go to the Seth Godin side of things, and, you know, you've got to understand who follows you and why, and then you've got to deliver to them, like, kick-ass content. You've got to deliver to them over and above expectations the baker's mm-hmm. dozen you know whatever it is but you got to deliver to them great stuff and they will follow you and there are going to be people that are going to hate you because you do it better than them or you contradict what they say i mean you know i could talk about this on any subject i can talk about facebook i can talk about linkedin you know there's a gazillion people on linkedin talking about okay here's the way you do it and god knows christopher you've seen this man okay Somebody comes on Facebook, and they send you a friend request, and the next thing you know, five seconds later, you get an in-mail from them or a message from them. It's like, dude, you know, thanks for the connection. Okay, great. They've done something very personal. Now, here's my sales pitch, and here's my Mm -hmm. video, and if you'll only mind spending a half hour watching my video, (laughs) I'd be happy to talk to you at your convenience and meet you for coffee and spend another hour with you. And I look at that stuff, and I say, okay – all right, yeah, 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 okay. And then I send them an email back. I said, I'll watch your video if you watch mine. And the video I send them is a short six-second clip uh, from YouTube, which is a Geico commercial where the lady who thinks she understands Facebook takes all these pictures and puts it up literally on her wall, and her friend stands up and says, that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works, you know, and it's <laughs> like awesome. as soon as I do that, I never hear from them again because <laughs> they don't understand. Brian. Thank you. <laughs> they don't understand the concept, you know, and so many people are being taught the wrong concepts of how to use social media. You don't yep. build a relationship by connecting with somebody and then all of a sudden sending them something. And, yeah, I'm going to spend a half hour watching your stuff. I'm going to meet you for an hour. I'm going to give you four out of my four hours of my time to listen to your sales pitch because I've got nothing better to do with my life. Hey, you're a financial advisor? Sure, I want to give you my entire re- retirement account because I've never met you before, but I think you can <laughs> handle it better because you sent me a Facebook message. Yeah, no, not so much. I mean, that's it's just... People are, and I think, Chris, the biggest thing with all of this stuff is that people are confused. They're really confused because there's so much, and it's coming so fast. And it's just, it's it's mind-numbing to the average Mm. person, where to you and me, you know, we get a little better than most people, but, you know, even us, I mean, we still got to learn this stuff, right? Yep. 
you, you, what you what you talk, what you're talking about, Brian, is so hysterically funny because it's it's been ridiculous lately. I could probably get you know I mean I don't know five to ten. Uh, we were talking about LinkedIn. Five to ten connection requests, you know, every week, and I I personalize my response and say, hey, thanks a lot. I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. it. Look forward to supporting, you know, your kick-ass goals and dreams. Da da da. I go on their their right. thing and see what's about them, and I say something personal, and you know, I'll say like, hey, how did you hear about me? And uh, the, lately, it's probably been ninety uh, percent is, oh, we're in the same group, and I thought you might like yep. blah blah, and then it goes into the sales pitch. And it's just like I write back and say, hey, thanks a lot. I'd rather, you know, get us to, to know each other and, and establish a relationship before we start trying to sell each other something. Uh, you know, so tell me tell me how you got started with this or that. And, you know, try to keep the conversation going to build that know, like, and trust thing. And about 50% of them, you know, will reply and go, hey, you know, you're right. I appreciate that. Sorry about that. And the other ones I never hear from again. It's like, oh, okay. You know, just – but you're, you're, you're so right because I subscribe to – I have a lot of friends in speaking and stuff like that. And it's incredible, you know, once you, 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 you know about, okay, send them an email, you know, get them into this, get them to the page, get them to opt in. You see the formula, right. and it's, like, ridiculous how it's just I, – I, I probably get 100 emails a day that it's just like, really? I don't even know who you are. I don't – how am I mm-hmm. – you know, buy this and come here to this. And I just started I – I apologized in advance on Facebook. I said, I'm sorry if, I'm, if I opt out of your stuff right now, but I, I got to – I gotta <laughs> I got to reset this thing because it's just it's just incredible. You know, you got to be patient and and just and like you said, you know, serve. I mean, that's the that's the beautiful thing about life is, it is. you know, the the greatest gift is is when you when you do it unselfishly. I mean, there's always byproducts, you know, if you go do something, but when you do it unselfishly and you make a difference in somebody's life, I mean, that's payment enough. And I just I, I that's the people I want in my tribe. Right. Exactly. And I, I told you, I mean, I have a blog talk radio show. Um, I've got a podcast. I do all those things. But the blog talk radio show is called BLT. Okay, get it? Bacon? Yeah, BLT. Um, but it's business life transitions. And I interviewed a guy today who I've been on numerous boards with, uh, board of directors of nonprofits. And I'm huge into that kind of stuff, is giving back to the community and being part of your community and, you know, it's like, you know, if you give of yourself first, and like I said, give 100%, you know, expect nothing in return and watch what happens. When you give, it's amazing how those things happen. And those are the kind of things, and those are the people that I want to meet. I want to learn from people that I meet. I want them to be an asset in my life, and I want to be an asset in their life. Be a mentor, be a coach, be a doctor. You know, figure out a way that you can be of value to some other people. And and then how you can meet people that are smarter than you. And that's mm-hmm. why I love going to conferences and things like that. I mean, you know, I've gone to numerous conferences where I meet these incredibly people. I here's this is the, the crazy thing, okay? A couple of years ago, a friend of mine, um actually she was my coach at the time. She says, "Okay, dude, you are getting your ass on a plane, you're going down to Atlanta, and you're going to go to this conference." And so I went to this conference, it's called NAMS. And it's run by David Perdue, and I, I sat in the conference. But then as I sat in there, I said, what can I do to help? So one of my friends who happened to be at the conference said, hey, we can use some help with AV. I'm a geek. I know how to do that stuff. And I dove in, and I got to meet all of the speakers because I was putting mics on them and, and helping with the computers and helping with the screens and all that stuff and setting up. And I had the best experience in my life because I was serving other people, but I got front row access to everything that everybody else was sitting in the office, you know, audience going, 
we're not worthy. You know, it's like I'm getting a chance <laughs> to talk to these people and meet these people, and they've come on my podcast, and we've become friends, and, you know, these people are making a million dollars a year online. And it's like, dude, don't you want to make friends with people that are doing better than you, isn't that part of the deal, <laughs> you know, yeah. rather than sitting here saying, well, you know, I'm really cool and I could be the best person in the world. No, I want to learn from people that are kicking ass. I want to mm-hmm. learn from those people and, 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 you know, and not be, you know, like a, you know, a groupie, but just say, hey, you know, how can I help you? You know, can you help me? And, and how can we become friends so that we can make the world a better place? I mean, that's what servant leadership is all about. That is huge to me and so important. Mm. Now, uh, you, you, Mar- Brian, you and I have so much in common because I did the same thing. I went to a to a, a, a big event, huge event, and uh, I had a friend of mine that was working there. And I said, "What can I do to help?" I said, "I'm just gonna, I'm just going to be sitting here." And they said, "Oh, we want you to guard be the be the guard for the uh, VIP door." And mm-hmm. exact, I was like, okay, you can count on me. I said, what do I got to do? Like, okay, we're going to tell you the VIPs get in early, and we're going to tell you 15 minutes ahead of time. You open the door and just, you know, just be your normal self. And so I went out there, and I got the, I got the line all pumped up and, you know, doing high fives and stuff like that. And people were coming in, and I was saying, you know, okay, you got to show me your badge. And I was saying hi to everybody and calling by their first name. And people were, oh, I want to give you a hug. And it was like, it was crazy. It was literally crazy. And, and by yep. the end of the conference, the four days, I had made so many friends just by being the bouncer for the VIP door. And it was fun. I just had a blast. And, and it was just, uh, you know, it was just cool. You just got to get out there and, 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 and serve. I think it's just the, the, the best thing. So you and I have a lot in common. But uh, why don't you go ahead and let's uh, dive into the rest of your kick-ass tips here for the listening audience so they can uh, start taking notes. We've given a bunch of tips already, but um, you came on here to share your kick-ass tips. So go ahead, Brian, and give us kick-ass tip number one. Um, well, did I give you five kick-ass tips up front, or am I just diving in and giving you them? You, I don't remember. You sent me. You sent. You sent me five. Yes, I already have them in front of me, so I can. Okay. I can remind and you if you want. Just remind me because I don't have them in front of me. So give me number one. Okay, the first one is if you meet somebody you don't like, punch them in the face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, first, first, one, first one we kind of talked about a little bit, but you talked about the the two most shared things on the internet are cats and bacon. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and we talked about that up front. Cats and bacon, they are the two most shared things. And the thing that you have to do is if you're going to be posting things, post things that connect people with you and that drive them away. And I we did touch on a lot of this stuff already is you talk politics and religion, you're going to piss off 50% of the people. So if you're going to do things, man, have fun with it. You know, people go on the Internet to have fun. They don't. You know, some people go on to be divisive and things like that, and they love that. They just want to go on and have, oh, you stinking, you know, liberal, you stinking Democrat, you stinking, you know, whatever. (laughs) It's like, that's not the point. The point is, like, people log on to Facebook to have fun. They want to look at cat pictures. I do a caption contest every single day, and it's just a goofy thing. You know, tonight is, I'm looking at right now, it's a wheelchair with a, you know, um, basically a machine gun on it. <laughs> wow. The captions are awesome. You know, it's like, it's just, you know, Mick, Mr. Nicholson, the wheelchair you ordered is here. You know, it's like people have fun with this kind of stuff. It's like <laughs> social media is fun. That's what relationships are, right? Don't don't you want to get together with your friends and laugh as opposed yep. to get together with your friends and confetch? You know, so that's tip number one It's just like, just have fun. Be human and, and just enjoy this stuff. All right. Number two. It, it's, 
Ooh, well, hang on, hang on once. I want to comment on that for a second, Brian. You yeah, know, it's, go ahead. It's, it's as I've gone through this this transformation and just and just learning to be comfortable with who I am as opposed to trying to impress people to make money and all this other stuff. I found out that lesson really, really critically. Uh, my cat Rocky. It's actually a year because I'm. I, that's one thing I want to. I want to punch Facebook in the mouth about is that you know how they say oh you know the memories of your post like last year. Well, it's it's mm-hmm. posting like oh two years ago your cat Rocky was dying, and um, right, for those, right. And, and so. <laughs> My cat, my cat had oral uh, squamous cell carcinoma in his mouth. I mean, it was the most horrific thing I've ever seen. I've had cats my entire life. I've never, and it was this cancer grew out of the side of his face. And he was an awesome cat. And for some reason, I just want, I wanted, I, I don't, I think I wanted, I wanted people just to to reach out to me. I was feeling sad, and so I started posting about Rocky. Sure. And I was shocked on my on the Kick Ass Guide to Life. Uh, fan page or whatever it is. I just posted a picture of normally it was everything was motivational or something funny. And I just posted on there. I said, can you please keep my cat in your thoughts and prayers, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I had like 150 people posting on there. And then it was like, oh, how's Rocky doing today? And it became this thing with Rocky oh, yeah. and my cat. Then my dog Bella got sick. And, and now the new thing, like you said before, is Ozzy. I, 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 it's like I have so many people sit there saying, "Oh, what's Ozzy up to? I love Ozzy. I want to meet Ozzy." And it's just like I learned it was less about me trying to inspire people and get people to to change their perception about their experiences in life. And like you said, it was just like, "Okay, I'm going to post. Here's a here's the Ozzy pick of the day," and everybody just likes it and they get to know you. And they and and people said, right. "You know, I saw you differently." And then I saw how much you loved your cat, and and I actually snuck him into the hotel in in Los Angeles for an event. So I could give him his medication. I had to give him medication like six times a day, and I snuck him in there. And the guy brought me up on stage, and he's like, he's like, hey, so how's your cat doing? And I'm in front of like 500 people, and I said, all right, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen, uh, upstairs in my room, I have a cat that's dying, and da 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 da. And it was just like, everybody, oh, and da 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 da. And a few people were being assholes, like, oh yeah, you know, dead cats and something. Like that. I'm like, uh, stay away from me. But you know, the point is, right. is is just going on there and just you know being who you are. I've actually I've actually pissed off friends of mine in the speaking and the coaching world because they get mad at me because I'm just who I am. And it's they're mm-hmm. just like, well, I wish I could be like that. I'm like, you can. Oh, you don't understand. I've got this. I'm like, well, dude, then you're gonna be shitting in regrets for the rest of your life. But um, right, it's just it's just crazy. And, and you're, to your point about the the politics, I I subscribe to that forever until. Uh, just recently, I, I can't remember what it was because I actually lost respect for people who I thought were intelligent, and then started posting stuff about politics. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> I didn't realize that you, uh, yeah, you know, everybody's got their opinion, which I respect. Um, but right. I think I, I think recently I, I went on there and I said, okay, I've had enough of this shit. I'm just going to post something on there that you know we're not Republicans, we're not Democrats, we're not Independents, we're Americans, and we need to stop you know this 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 bullshit. And just okay, what's good for the country, and how can we rebuild ourselves and do all this other stuff? Right. Uh, but anyways, I can get off on a tangent. Uh, no, no, and I'm with you 110 percent on that. But I try to do it subtly. Like for example, you know, I'm not going to tell everybody I'm, you know, my religion or my beliefs or anything like that. But I'm going to make sure that I get a picture of me playing guitar at church. That's it. Yeah. You know, it's like. If you like it, cool. If you don't like it, that's cool. At least you know I play guitar. And, you know, the same thing with your dog and your cats and stuff like that. It's like people love to feel emotion. And when your cat is, you know, dying, people feel emotion because they've felt that before. I mean, all of us. This is the weirdest thing about animals, dude, is, you know, I mean, dogs live on an average of 10 years and cats maybe 15, 20. 
And, you know, I think that animals live less than us because we need to feel that pain. And mm-hmm. so, but everybody else has felt that pain. You know, I've lost, um, you know, two dogs in the last five years, and we just adopted Buddy Guy, who's, you know, he's an older dog. And so he's, you know, he's not here for the, the longest time. But people understand that, and they get attached to your animals. I mean, a neighbor's dog who died, and, you know, Buddy mm-hmm. was his friend. And, you know, it just it, it's just the way that people connect. It's about being human. It's about relationships. So, dude, I totally understand that. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Be human first, and everything else kind of comes together, you know? Yep, and that's one of your other kick-ass tips. Be human. The other humans will appreciate you. Um, and we've talked about uh, getting people to trust you. And I want to talk about, you know, that part, Brian, is, you know, trust is, I mean, for the people out there who who are cynical and like, oh, you know, I trusted them and I'm not going to trust anybody anymore because I don't want to get hurt and I don't want to feel vulnerable and all this other stuff. Number one, what right. do you say to those people? And number two, what's the best route? I mean, we talked about, you know, sharing our personal stuff. What's the best route to get people to trust you without taking, I mean, obviously this is business and we're trying to, you know, right. have people buy our products without being over. I'm, see, I'm a horrible, horrible salesperson because I've, you know, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to sell. But now I'm, I'm learning about oh, making an offer. You do all this different stuff. But how do you build that trust with these people and how much time? On average, do you think it, it is good before we say, "Hey, you know, here's here's something I got for you," and uh, and make an offer? Well, uh, my first tip for everybody is um, get off of Ashley Madison. Um, <laughs> not a good place to be. So the second tip is, um, you know, there's only two ways to get people to trust you, and that is to underpromise, overdeliver, give kick-ass customer service, and then the the best way to do that is get people to recommend or or give you testimonials and things like that. So it, it really, I mean, if you run, and I've heard this so many times, if you run an incredible business, you'll never be bored because people are going to be so satisfied with what you do for them that they're going to recommend you to other people. And I've got, excuse me, clients like that, you know, where they're making 50% more than they did last year. And the first thing you're doing is saying, you know, how are you doing so well? And they say, well, I got this guy who's doing this stuff or this girl girl is doing this stuff. And, um, you know, it's through those recommendations that people will give you that opportunity to to be trusted. So trust has to be earned. I mean, that's the, you know, there's no way to gain trust without having it earned. But that means that you have to be authentic. You have to be a kick-ass person. You know, just because you have a product is not going to get you trusted. You have to have something that blows people away. And so that's really the key is, yeah, we can go through all these marketing things and we can go through authenticity and we can go through all the things we're talking about. But in in the end, if you don't deliver, if you're not creating amazing results, mm-hmm. then you're just an average person who's basically talking the talk. And the problem in this social media noisy world of, you know, just all the stuff that's coming at us. I mean, you, we talked about email, you know, talk about this week I'm talking about Periscope and Meerkat and Blab and and uh, mentions on Facebook and then Google Hangouts and all these other things. I mean, we're getting barraged with messages. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just sit here and look at my phone and it's like, somebody's on Periscope, somebody's on Blab, somebody's on this. And it's like, all of these <laughs> things are trying to get our attention. And it's like, who the hell cares? 
You know, what, what people really care about is when they have a problem, are you the person to give them results? And that's yes. ultimately what you have to do is build your brand, that bacon, around is this the person that's going to transform me and my business to the point where I'm actually going to succeed or transform my life if you're a life coach or transform my dog if you're a vet. You know, it's like what can you do that is going to make my life better without shoving it down my throat? I think exactly. that's exactly no that. You know, there's there's two things that that you just said, Brian, that I think are that are interesting conversation points. Um, number one is, you know, we talk, you would talk about reviews. Uh, I just I, I one of the things that that I'm a big researcher. Like somebody tells me, okay, you know, take this uh, sleep aid or you know or get this Fitbit. I go mm-hmm. on Google and I'm looking at reviews and everything. I don't know what your experience has been lately, but I found out that um, probably about six months ago, I guess it was. All of these, I guess Amazon's got a bunch of fake reviews and, and all these things that are mm-hmm. going on. So now you almost can't even trust reviews in at least not necessarily social media, but, you know, on Amazon, it's like, okay, now uh, is this person a verified person or do they pay to have reviews or do they pay to have likes on their social media stuff? You know, that's just, it. It it's getting to the point for me, it's like, I just want to turn it all off. It's like ridiculous. I just want to hit the reset button right. on all this stuff and, and kind of go back to that. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, let me ask you two things. Okay, would you rather go on Google and read through 5,000 reviews or would you rather go into, and this happens in, in my neighborhood, I live in a neighborhood of 168 homes, and what happens all the time is, does somebody know a good appliance repair person? Mm-hmm. And what happens is somebody posts that in there and all of a sudden 5, 10, 15 people say, try this, try this, try this, try this, because it's people you know, like, and trust that have used somebody that you, you know, you know that you can at least say, okay, let me take a look at those three, but at least you've got, it's almost like a review before the review. <laughs> you mm-hmm. can look at all the other stuff, but at least you've got that endorsement, the the recommendation, the testimonial from somebody that you already know, like, and trust to give you the ability to go look at the rest of the stuff. And then when you're numb after looking at all the crap on the Internet, you finally come up and you pick up the phone and say, hey, Jeannie, tell me about this guy. What's he like? Oh, yeah, they're perfect. They showed up on time. They're clean. They got it done. As a matter of fact, he fixed my fridge and my my um, uh, oven. And, uh, oh, my God, it was just incredible. And it only cost me $150. And you go, okay, I want him. I did the same thing. Like our windows in our house are rotting. And, I mean, I had guy after guy after guy call me about doing my windows and all this other stuff. And there was somebody else who was doing windows in the neighborhood. I had them come over and quote, and they wanted like $30,000 to fix the windows. And I'm going, I don't want to spend $30,000. It's a 15-year-old house. You know, this is crazy. So I'm walking down the street one day with my dog, buddy guy. You know what it's like, man. You're walking Ozzy, and it's like, you know, you talk to somebody who saw me play guitar at church, and we're talking, it's like, yeah, dude, yeah, I love your guitar playing. Oh, by the way, meet this guy. He's doing my windows. And, I, you know, I talk to him, and then he comes in the house, and my wife loves him, and it's like, it's just, you know, that's how it works. That's how this stuff works is by getting people who you know, like, and trust to recommend somebody they know, like, and trust who all of a sudden it's like you don't have to go through all the crap because, I mean, we've all been there. We've had contractors and, and you know, <laughs> BS artists come in and just take advantage of us. You know, I'm, 
guys cleaning my lights that charge me way too much money and it, it, you know it's like because you don't know like and trust these people you learn how to do it so yeah that's huge i mean it's that relationship that is so freaking important it is. It is, Brian. And you and I could, could talk for hours and hours. So talk to us about who who you serve, who your ideal client is. Um, share your website, your contact information, if you sure. will, um, so that people can continue the conversation with you because I know and like and trust you. So uh, so for my listeners out there listening to this either live or later on in the podcast, you know, um, get in touch with Brian and have him help you out. Yeah, no, and thanks, Christopher. I mean, I really appreciate it. I'm you know, my ideal client is somebody who wants to learn how to use online marketing. That's it. And usually they're solopreneurs or larger companies. I've got two niches. I do coaching one-on-one with people that teach them how to use it where they can actually see measurable results. They, they're they using Google Analytics. They're using social media. And they're, you know, they're actually he, – here's the bottom line with my business. I want to find people who know how to read a balance sheet. That's really key. If they understand return on investment, then I can help them find return on investment. The other people are ones that I work with are larger companies where I help them create programs to better utilize social media like LinkedIn and things like that. So I do a lot of LinkedIn training for sales teams and help them to better understand how to create great profiles measure the success and get greater sales. So those are the key things. And the way to get a hold of me is two ways. It's either follow me at baconpodcast.com. There's tons of great information up there, lots of great interviews. And then the other one is b2b-im.com. That's b, the number two, b-im.com. And from there, you can find a whole bunch of other stuff that I do. Awesome, Brian. Awesome. And, and for you guys out there listening, uh, if you guys are listening on your mobile device and you're sitting in traffic, all this information will be available on the kickassradioshow.com webpage. Uh, you'll f- be able to find Brian's information there. So, you know, connect with them and uh, and get to know him yourself. Get to know and like him and trust him uh, yourself and connect with him because, you know, social media is not going anywhere. And, and the sooner you have somebody who's in your corner who knows what they're doing and is able to help you uh, be by your side uh, is is super critical. So uh, I, I appreciate you taking the time, Brian, uh, for being on here, and I look forward to you and I having more discussions after the fact and uh, and uh, keeping in touch here uh, in the social media world. I'm actually going to be in Chicago uh, this December. I'm going to be there the 21st through the 26th, I think. Um, so love to connect with you and have a beer or something like that when I'm out there. And, oh, uh, dude. And get to meet you in person. <laughs> yeah, no, we have to get together. When you're in town, just make sure – Set it up. I'll bring a whole bunch of uh, friends that need to get to know you, and and we'll get together and connect, and you know, extend the extended family across the United States. And and thank you very much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. This was a blast. Not a problem. Not a problem. I appreciate you being here. We actually went a little bit a little bit over uh, time today, but uh, uh, thanks again. And for uh, all you guys out there listening, yes, this is technically going to be the last Kickass Radio Show. I think uh, I just checked with my uh, with my provider. My my contract is up. Uh, I think September twelfth. So. I'll probably do one last show uh, for all you guys out there listening, if you're still listening to this, um, just a little recap show about everything and uh, do some training tips on that. We'll probably do that next week. But uh, until next time, make sure you guys go back and listen to this. Listen to what Brian said. Listen to what we talked about. This is the real stuff, ladies and gentlemen. I know I've got venturepreneurs out there, solopreneurs out there, entrepreneurs out there, mom and dads out there who are thinking about starting a business. Go back, listen to this. Make sure you guys are writing stuff down because it's really, really simple. 
and we tend to overcomplicate things. We tend to try to do things for the wrong reason, thinking we're going to get the right result. Um, so just go back and listen to this again. I'm going to be listening to it tomorrow on my way to work. Um, so until next week, Brian, thank you so much for being on here, buddy. All my kick-ass listeners, thank you guys so much. I love you from the bottom of my heart. I really, really do. Uh, if you have any comments or suggestions, anything you want to send me, of course, you can always send it to info at thekickassradioshow.com. I would love, I respond to every single one of them I get. So until next week, until next time, I love you guys. Brian, you take care, and we will see you on the next time we see you. Ha <laughs> ha!